bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. And even though there's like a full war going on, Mm -hmm. we finally did our first escape room. Yep, we did. Uh, And now, ma'am out, everything is an an escape escape room room to us, right? Like, Oof. escape from this podcast, escape from the puppas, <laughs> escape sobriety. Because mm-hmm. you know what? That's really all it is. Yes. If you're an adult doing an escape room, you're either a parent escaping your kids or you're a sober person escaping your life. <laughs> That's it. And we fell into the latter mm-hmm. category. Yes, that is true. Um, and then we talked about it all on our Patreon podcast. That's correct. Unfortunately for them. Or fortunately for them. I mean, for them. For them, for you people listening. Look, uh, there were some other adults there who may enjoy wearing a role-playing costume. That's not really our bag. We are full escape room people now, though. But we are full escape room people to the point where even you yourself have been asking when we can do the escape room online. Yeah, it's unfortunate. We've we've turned a corner where we are we don't do drugs and alcohol. We drink nitro cold brews and do escape rooms, and we've become we've turned into full dwash bags. Like full, well, just insufferable. I feel for the people who are subscribing to the Patreon because it's like they're like, oh, this isn't what I signed up for. Okay, which then, which you know what, which makes me think. As you say, this isn't what I signed up for. Now, those of you who stopped subscribing, we want to say <laughs> goodbye. Um, yeah. There were a handful that just w- escaped us. They yeah. escaped the Patreon in some sort of mass exodus. But if you are new here and you'd rather hear us talk about anything other than politics, then you should give our Patreon podcast a try. Like Brandy said, this week we went to an escape room and we freaking talked about it. And I know it's hard to imagine paying for podcasts. Look. We all think of them as free and we want them to be free. And many, 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 many of them are, including this one. That's right. But to that we say Patreon is different. David, it's a community with lots of different types of content and content creators. So our Patreon podcasts are completely different than this podcast. They don't even seem like podcasts. They're, um, first of all, there's no, there's no ads. Uh, we don't act like it's a show. We don't uh, produce it, prepare it, or edit it. Uh, We think of our (laughs) Patreon subscribers not like our 14 listeners, but more like a group hanging out. So it's totally different experience than this podcast. It's a totally different. 
So it's a totally different experience than this podcast, but the thing is, you can still import the Patreon RSS feed into your regular podcast player. <laughs> so even though the Patreon podcasts are different, they're just as easy to access once you sign up because they sit right beside all your free podcasts. It really doesn't have to be a whole thing. We do two a week, and they're both an hour long, and they cost a dollar. So if you're interested, there's a link in the description of this podcast to a free episode. You don't have to download anything or sign up for anything. Just click on the link and press play. And if you like what you hear, subscribe. You can cancel at any time, like the entire group that just left a few yeah, minutes ago. the mass exodus. The mass exodus who apparently hated us. But you don't have to pay for a year or anything like that. You can literally cancel after one week. And I'm sure that's what those people did. And you know yeah. what? They came in. They were looking for our drug and alcohol antics. Mm -hmm. They got cracked out on nitro cold brew escape room buggery. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, we also went to Costco and ate <laughs> pizza, hot dogs, and chicken bakes in the right. Costco parking lot while we got in Sunday fights with the crowd there. <laughs> we don't even have Costco cards. And we went to Costco and then got to the front of the line and had to borrow people's Costco cards. So that's what we're dealing with here. Um, <laughs> And speaking of, though, mm -hmm. one of our recent Patreon podcasts entitled Honey Packets in the <laughs> Sauna, where we talk about our misadventures in the steam room at yes, LA Fitness, yes. was apparently uh, so moving to one of our favorite cutie Patreon subscribers, Esteban De La Hierba, mm. who immediately sent us a treat to help us with our sober health journey. We fucking love you, Esteban. Okay. I want to just quickly, Esteban, before we address your treat, you sent us a DM on Patreon in January about this like cooking show. And we got our fucking life so hard <laughs> that we didn't even want to share it with the group on Patreon. We just kept it for ourselves and enjoyed it so much. But we are going to um, mm -hmm. like in the next month, mm -hmm. we're going to do the we're going to do the cooking show. So yes. I wanted Esteban to know like. Your mm. message was seen. We love you to pieces. Yes. And I love this gift. Like, love. So Esteban sent a card with the gift and he said, sent y'all some locally made shower steamers that are usually super intense. They helped my nibs and were my lifeline during a whiny three-day pot break earlier this year. Mm. Now, nibs is also a term from the Patreon. Mm -hmm. Knows IBS. Right. Which... We have. Yes. It's not even allergies. It's it's another level beyond allergies, the nibs. And I want Esteban to know, try three weeks, bitch, okay? Because this shit, three days. I mean, I know. I don't want to belittle even three days because the first three days of any sober journey are the worst. The worst. The worst. Once you're this far <sighs> in, you're cracked out on nitro cold brews and like basically eating like nicotine packets for dinner. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. we're well past. Oh, making huge pots of soup. Yeah. Just like there is so much soup on that stove. Ugh, and it's all it's like gas. It's, a, it's, it's it is. What kind of soup is it? It's toot, gas. Toot soup. Yeah. Toot soup. It's called toot soup. These shower steamers. I've never seen these. Look, mm. smell it. Like, first of all, we can take it to the to the, to the sauna in the steam room. Wow. But I'm going to use it in the shower because yeah. it is wow. so fucking refreshing. That's like, cool. it's all different. They're wrapped in like they're looks like candy. Yeah, it looks like candy. They're in little foils. There's so many of them. This one's called minty. 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 They're 
I just feel tea. like they're, we're going to luxuriate in our own shitty, toxic right. water, Flint, Michigan awesome. water <laughs> that we have in our shower. Mm-hmm. We love Esteban. It's the nuance of the gift. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very nuanced, mm-hmm. very unique. And I think it's actually, I'm going to like lurk and get it for other people because it's, it's a good idea. It's the kind of thing you get for somebody who has everything. Yes. You know, because I've never even heard of it. Yeah. Which isn't saying much. Now, um, <laughs> Mau, Mau, our official dumb gay politics Aussie artist, Tom Christopherson. He sent us, <laughs> chef's kiss, some baller ass. Like, we've made cards for the podcast. And, yeah, we should stop doing that. Like, <laughs> like he sent us some baller ass cards. And they're basically of, the, first of all, they're big. Yep. And they're of the painting that he made us, which is the DGP Rocky Horror Tim Curry painting. He made us this beautiful painting that is getting framed at the frame store. Currently. And they're just up the nuts, probably trying to like, oh. they're probably making a copy of it and keeping the original. Oh, because I know that's I'm what sure. they do there. Like, Tom Christopherson, Maleficent. Christopherson? Tom Maleficent. Tom Christopherson. Tom Maleficent. Like, he... He, okay. Besides being an anti-Semite, besides, being besides, the, the the Hitler's reincarnated ghost, you got his his artwork is incredible. This picture is amazing. He also ended up doing this fucking exhibit on Lee Bowery, which is amazing. Like the he he's so talented. I can't believe he's become where 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 his um we've 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 gotten to be uh we have an exclusive contract. I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here's what he said in his in his in his letter. The card is incredible. It's so nice. It's so big. They're thick. The quality is good. They look like each one looks like a just a portrait, like a picture. And there there's a front page like just with the order that shows it in black and white. And I really want to get T-shirts made with with this. Oh, good one. Good one. Yeah. Hey, guys, I went ahead and printed some luxe looking glossy postcard prints of Tim for y'all. To have to write on and put in with the t-shirt orders, etc. All I ask for in exchange is for you to pretty please play Cruel Summer by Only Fire as a super special Patreon new song request. Save it for summer and unleash it upon unsuspecting Burbank like the higher legends you are. Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that for us. Sending so much love from down under, Paula. Heart Tom. <laughs> P.S. Next up, gay guys and their feelings. I need a real good run up to prepare. Oh, he wants to do a gay guys and oh, their feelings? I mean, at any time you want, Tom, God, you know that. Please. You know that. The cards are beautiful. Everyone is going to who gets a T-shirt is going to get to experience the cards, mm. which reminds me, paging Dan Gold, paging Dan Gold, paging Dan Gold, looking for you at the front checkout line. Where are you? <laughs> Your son is lost. Um... Dan bought a T-shirt on our website, julianbrandy.com, uh-huh. um, and he did not give us his address, <laughs> Memo. I have messaged Dan. I've oh, sent no. out a, a carrier pigeon to Dan, mm-hmm. an eagle. He's not getting back. His T-shirt's sitting here. And the thing with it is that anyone else who's ordered a T-shirt is also waiting for Dan because God knows we can only take one trip to the post office. Yeah. And we're all waiting on Dan. So while we wait for Dan... We're happy for anyone else to order a T-shirt. Go to julianbrandy.com or you can go to dumbgaypolitics.com. Same website. Um, and we have four designs, right, Memel? Four designs. One of the T-shirts just says drugs. 
Amazing. One of, <laughs> one of, I love that. We, you know, that's enough. That we're that's, enough. That's all, that's, all enough. Yeah. that's all you need. Yeah, I think I already look cute. Oh my god, I already look adorable. Um, one says, "I don't need your notes, babe." One is a picture of us, like of the of the podcast, like a it's the podcast logo, right? And then, of course, uh, one is no one knows I'm gay. They're all black with white with the design in white. They're supposed to be meant to be concert tees. Right. So they're shitty, crappy, cheap shirts. <laughs> the more you wash it, the more faded it gets, the softer it gets. That's what it's meant to do. Mm-hmm. They're 100 percent cotton. And with a small donation, you'll get that shit with cat hair all over it. You will now get Tom Christopherson's beautiful glossy painting Mm -hmm. of Tim Curry, Mm -hmm. which is frameable, meant to be framed. Mm -hmm. And a note from us and um, free shipping, bitches. We now interrupt our regularly scheduled JoJo and Kiki because we just ordered some hot sake for lunch. is our segment called hot sake for lunch where we give you the latest and greatest from the past week's white house press briefing starring none other than white house press secretary jen sake jen sake is a wondrous cunty queen and we are absolutely going to lose our shit when she quits this year and hands over the reins to kareen jean-claude van dampierre we love kareen van dam but jen sake is everything to us now, before we can serve hot sake for lunch, we have to remind everyone that just because we identify as Democrats doesn't mean that we don't hate most of the lamestream liberal news media, particularly the ones who go to these press briefings. Peter Alexander, we're looking at you, sir. Yes, we hate almost all of them. If you've heard of them, we probably can't stand them. No exceptions. The only journalists we like, in that room anyway, are randoms from small news websites. Why? Because the reporters that attend the White House press briefings are so caught up in being unbiased that their questions come across as argumentative, entitled, and unproductive. Mm -hmm. Like... We finally got some people in the White House who are looking to pass progressive policies and inclusive legislation. And these twits are over here throwing salt in the game every second. Ring, ring. (laughs) Hello. Hi. Is your mom home? Because I want to let her know that Republicans don't need MSNBC reporters to defend their concerns at the White House press briefings. Okay. Tell her that they have their own hookers from Fox to do that for them. I'll let her know. Thanks, sweetie. (laughs) That's right. CNN and MSNBC and The Washington Post and The New York Times and Politico and Fox and all the rest spent four fucking years in a ratings wet dream because Trump is the king of headline porn. And he got every single thirst bucket reporter addicted to it. And now they're all showing up to the White House press room trying to comfort Jojo and Kiki through Jen Psaki. And it is. It's a disgrace. (laughs) It's a disgrace. It's disgraceful. It's a shame. Disgraceful. What they need to do is take their pathetic thirst on a COVID vacation off the grid somewhere where they can unplug and do a nice long Trump detox and not come back until they learn how to report the truth and report it right. Exactly. 
And poor Jen Psaki has to deal with these dick licks every <laughs> day. And I do not know how she does it. The motherfucker needs to retire and go be a life coach because her patience <laughs> and self-control are literally the fucking stuff of legends. Mm -hmm. I mean, just the amount of times she has to repeat herself will have me screaming, <laughs> screaming at the TV. And you're already doing it, Mama. You yeah, too. Yeah. We'll be screaming. It's like, bitch. She's answered that question four times already. Mm -hmm. And then when they're not repeating the same question over and over and over and over again, they're asking the dumbest fucking questions I've ever heard. <laughs> like, why? Literally, the only reason they're asking these dumbass questions that they already know the answer to is to stir up shit and create drama for headlines. Mm -hmm. They want to rile up Fox News or they want to rile up big corporations or they want to rile up super Democrats who get mad at everything. That's exactly. what they want to do. Exactly. So and I'm going to try and keep my composure as we listen again to these clips. Yeah, this is going to be a very hostile trigger warning mm -hmm. we're very hostile it's how we relax we like talking <laughs> shit about these people we personally find mm -hmm. it soothing if you find blatant hostility <laughs> shit talking dirty talk mm -hmm. cussing profanity to be upsetting you should probably jump off now yeah, or yeah. fast forward all the way mm -hmm. to the end and you can hear us buggy more about joining our patreon <laughs> exactly So this first clip is from last Tuesday's White House press briefing, and it's pretty boring compared to the rest of the clips, but it's necessary to hear because it sets up how un-fucking-believably repetitive these dick dwarks reporters are, okay? This is literally the first fucking question of the first fucking press briefing of the week, and when we tell you every single hack douche asshole in the briefing <laughs> repeats some version of this exact same question all week long believe it because they do oh my god the second russia invaded ukraine the white house press briefings have basically become one long version of the same question yes. asked 75 different yep. ways mm -hmm. and jen Psaki, like we said stoically suffers through it doing her best impression of someone who isn't about ready to snap on a bitch <laughs> Josh, why don't you kick us off? Thanks, Jen. Three questions. Mm -hmm. First, administration officials are meeting with foreign counterparts in Venezuela. We've also talked to Iran and the Saudis. Is the supply of oil so important that it's acceptable to cut deals in some cases with countries that may have engaged in unsavory actions in the past? Well, first, uh, I think it's important to take each of those engagements uh, separately because there are a range of issues that are important in each of those uh, in each of those relationships. One, as it relates to um, Saudi Arabia, we did talk a few weeks ago about how uh, Brett McGurk and uh, Amos Hochstein uh, went to uh, Saudi Arabia to discuss a range of issues, including the war in Yemen, including uh, security in the region, and certainly including uh, energy security. Uh, they had the discussion. It's in everyone's interest to uh, to reduce the impact on the global uh, oil marketplace, uh, and that was part of that discussion. As it relates to Venezuela, uh, the purpose of the trip that was taken by uh, administration officials was to discuss a range of issues, including certainly energy, energy security, uh, but also uh, to discuss the health and welfare of detained U.S. citizens. We're never going to miss an opportunity 
opportunity to do exactly that. Uh, and I will just note in this scenario that they are separate. They are separate uh, paths and conversations, just as they are in the Iran negotiations. And what was the third country you mentioned? Sorry. Uh, well, Venezuela, Iran, and Saudis. Oh, and Iran, the most uh, vital reason, the most important reason why we are focused and have been focused on having these discussions with the Iranians and our P5 plus one partners is to prevent Iran from acquiring a nuclear weapon. Uh, that is why we're in these, de this, these, these negotiations. We are getting closer. There are still important components to work through. Uh, but uh, certainly the discussion of oil is a part of that. But the most important reason is to prevent them from acquiring a nuclear weapon. So I would just note, and I went through all of those purposefully, obviously, because these are all geopolitical issues that have a range of topics that are a part of the discussion in our engagements. Mm. Okay, so it was Saudi Arabia, Iran, and Venezuela. Correct. Everybody's got their fucking panties in a bunch, uh -huh. including Bill Maher and everyone else, because we stopped taking the oil from Russia, mm -hmm. and we're now taking it from those three. Or in discussions. About it. And they're assholes, and they were previously sanctioned. There's right. not a one that isn't an asshole. Mm -hmm. There isn't one of them that wasn't previously sanctioned. They're not homies. They're not boys. They're not bros. But we're in a situation, like you say, Mamau, all the rules change during wartime. The rules have to change. I mean, you think I like Saudi Arabia? I don't. I also don't like Iran, and we don't like Venezuela. No, I mean, as, as far as the government's Currently, go. Venezuela's, like, holding Americans... Oh, they're, it's horrendous. He's this, this Maduro is this disgusting military fucking Be autocratic. Careful. Anna Navarro said he was very vengeful. I don't need this to get handsome killed, autocratic, this Thank handsome you. autocratic. Hey, sexy, no problems with you here. <laughs> don't kidnap us, boo. It's just like, but at the end of the day, um, uh, the way for me, uh, the way I look at it is if you're going to do business with Saudi Arabia on a good day and we're all filling our gas tanks and everyone is going about their day and not protesting, you really can't be fucking protesting about it now when we are in an actual, I wouldn't call it a, war, a world, we're not in World War Three, but we can't be taking the, the oil from Russia. So we're going to have to take it from the other yeah. unsavories. And guess what? Guess where oil comes from? Unsavories. They, it just does. There isn't that's one where place. dinosaurs liked to kick it or and un, they liked um, an unsavory environment. If you look at any energy, any and I mean, even in this country, look at this. Look at look within our own country. Who makes the money on oil, gas, natural gas, anything energy related? You think any of those companies are uh, are, are good? They're not. They're all disgusting. So remember the answer she gave for later, because as we said, that question is going to come up again and again and again. Like, for example, right now, here's Peter Dushi from Fox News about to ask it again. But first, he needed to beat the second most popular and repeated dead horse topic of the month, gas prices. Jen Psaki, dominating in a red power suit per use, has zero time for Peter fucking Dushi and his dumbass derivative questions. He shows up at every press briefing acting like the crunch rap captain of all the conservative press corps clowns and Jen Psaki calmly answers his moronic meathead questions like he's an annoying friend that her son brought home from school he starts out his whining by asking why the administration is blaming Putin for gas prices going up 
before repeating Josh's question from 30 seconds ago about why we're getting oil from Saudi Arabia, Iran, and Venezuela. It sounds like you guys are blaming Putin Ugh. for the increase in gas prices recently, but weren't Ugh. gas prices going up anyway because of post-pandemic supply chain issues? Well, I, I think there's no question that, as we have seen, and outside analysts have conveyed this as well, the increase in the anticipated continued increase, which is, I think, what some of your colleagues were asking about, that that is a, a direct result of uh, the invasion of Ukraine. And also, there was an anticipation of that. Uh, that was that uh, was uh, was factored in as gas prices have gone up. So you say that you're going to do everything that you can to reduce the impact that high gas prices have on Americans. Uh, we're asking other countries to think about maybe pumping more oil. Why not just do it here? Well, to be very clear, federal policies are not mother, Peter. <laughs> uh, limiting the supplies of oil and gas. To the con let me finish. To the con let me finish. An executive order. His Peter, first week I'm that halted new oil and le gas. Let me let me give you let me give you the facts here, and I know that can be inconvenient, but I think they're important in this moment. To the contrary, we have uh, the we have been clear that in the short term, supply must keep up with the demand. Where we are, and here and around the world, will we make the shift to a secure, clear, clean energy future? We are one of the largest producers with a strong domestic oil and gas industry. We have actually produced more oil. It is at record numbers, and we will continue to produce more oil. There are 9,000 approved drilling permits that are not being used. So the suggestion that we are not allowing companies to drill is inaccurate. The suggestion that that is what is hindering or preventing gas prices to come down is inaccurate. Would President Biden rescind his executive order that halts doesn't need to oil and natural gas leases on public lands. Why? Well, ninety percent of them happen on private lands, as I'm sure you know. And there are nine thousand un like RuPaul's <laughs> so Fracking. I would suggest you ask the oil companies why they're not using those if there's a desire to drill more. Would President Biden ever undo his executive order that stopped the construction of the Keystone XL pipeline? This is Are you suggesting that would solve the gas prices issue? Well, do you think that that would maybe affect prices faster than getting the whole no. country off no, of fossil fuels? Literally, no. I actually don't think it would. Uh, the Keystone uh, was not an oil field. It's a pipeline. Yeah. Also, the oil is continuing to flow in just through other means. We have means. other pipelines, so it Peter. Would have nothing like your mother's pussy. Your father's pipeline. Per gallon. How high would they have to get before <laughs> President Biden would say, I'm going to set aside my pipeline. ambitious exactly. climate goals and just increase domestic oil Why production. Why are you re-asking that? producers to drill more here and we can address the fossil fuel future later. Well, again, Peter, the U.S. produced more oil this past year than in President Trump's first year. Next year... Burn. Burn. I mean, he never receives it, though. He never, never. fucking receives You're it. You're Trump's butt, buddy, but we produced more oil than in Trump's first year. Department of Energy, we will produce more oil than every than ever before. Those we'll are, produce more oil than ever before in the history of the world, Peter. <laughs> Those are the facts in terms of oil production. And again, right now there are 9,000 unused approved permits to drill on shore. So I think you're misidentifying what the actual issue is. Right. But if we're looking to the future and what, how, what we can do to prevent this from being a challenge in future crises, the best thing we can do is reduce our dependence on fossil fuels and for 
foreign exactly. oil uh, because that will help us uh, have a, a reliable source of energy so that we're not worried about gas prices going up because of the whims of a foreign dictator. Right. And you guys think that asking Saudi Arabia... Here we go. Now let's repeat the question that she already answered, fuckface. Wayla or Iran is reducing our dependence on foreign oil? That's actually, I just outlined each of those specific scenarios yeah. and the range of par discussions that we're having uh, with each of those countries. I don't think anybody is advocating for Iran to continue acquiring a nuclear weapon, perhaps except for the former president who put, oh. pulled us out of the deal. Go. Burn. Burn. Oh. Thank you, mistress. Thank you, mistress. Exactly. Thank you, mistress. Like what you said before. The hot, I can see hot, it. white hot chemistry of <sighs> Peter Douchey and his hungry eyes. All he wants is Jen Psaki. eyes. He just wants her to put on her yes. spikiest Louboutins yeah. and walk all over his pasty fucking back. <laughs> and then burst his balls. <laughs> That's right. Smash his fucking balls. Yep. Okay, so then here comes annoying-ass Cecilia Vega mm. from ABC News. If they're bugging on, you know they're from some vicinity surrounding The View. Yep. I'll tell you that. Here she comes, clout-chasing a headline by literally asking the stupidest question in the history of time a question so fucking tone deaf and moronic that answering it literally literally memiao brings jensaki mm -hmm. to tears to tears and president Zelensky said that, that uh, in recent days that all of the people who will die from this day will die also because of you he's essentially saying the west will have blood on its hands if it doesn't do more is the president uh, happy with? Does he believe the, cri the, the the administration's response so far to this crisis has been adequate? Is he uh, okay? Does he consider this uh, successful at this wow. point? I mean, Cecilia, I don't think anybody watching this anywhere around the world feels happy. Uh, this is, this is, but let me finish. This is barbaric. It's horrific to watch. I mean, you have 1.5 million, if not more, refugees crossing the border. You have mothers and children dead on the side of the road. This is heart-wrenching to watch. And, ugh, sorry. Gets choked up. Choked up, because you know that they see... I feel that every single person who isn't in the administration, in the certain, certain circles of the administration, and in particular these foreskins of human beings say don't understand that she's what she Jen Psaki and these people are looking at things that we aren't look we are not privy to yeah and you know that she they're they're fucked they're traumatized yeah well she gets choked up I need for people who this this might have gone made the rounds on social media we don't know because we're um uh smug people who don't do social media but um <laughs> so if you didn't see it. She gets choked up. You can hear it in her voice really subtly. She mm -hmm. has she is ironclad control this bitch. Yeah. But then she goes, well, well, she like <sighs> she does a thing that indicates being traumatized. She goes well, to get it like out of her head, yeah. like the kind of thing where you are laying in bed and you have like a horrific memory of saying the stupidest thing or falling. And you're like, <laughs> yes. oh, God, don't yeah, think yes, about it. And yes, you make a noise yes. to get yourself out of it. Yes. She does it right here to stop herself from crying. And then yeah. she then you see her if you watch it subtly realized she just did that during the press briefing yeah, <laughs> which is something right. it's very very inner child of her like you could see what she was like as a little girl i think um this is heart-wrenching to watch 
and ugh, sorry, it's, it is, it's heart-wrenching to watch, you know? And I think for us who are working in Sad. public service, you watch in these moments and there are, there are limitations in the sense that we are not going to send U.S. troops to fight in Ukraine against Russia. The president is not going to do that. That is what you have to weigh as president of the United States. Yep, what we are doing and what he is doing <sighs> is continuing to, to take every step to provide them security assistance. One billion dollars of security assistance. That has been expedited. I know the Department of Defense gave an update on Friday about how much of that has arrived. A huge percentage has arrived and been expedited in a very short time frame. We have also provided economic, humanitarian assistance. And I think any world leader would tell you that without the president's leadership and without the United States rallying the world to hold Russia accountable, there would not be the, the kind of uh, accountability pressure uh, on the financial system in Russia. So uh, we are doing everything that is in the interest of the United States, in the interests uh, of uh, our partners in NATO to put pressure on President Putin to support the Ukrainians and certainly doing that while we watch them fight bravely and courageously. I think the last thing I would say on this, Cecilia, is that it's also important, and we're very cognizant of this here, to be clear that this is going to be a continue to be a very, very difficult period of time. The Ukrainians are fighting bravely. We're standing by them and supporting them. Uh, but Russia uh, is, uh, you know, they are going to continue to fight. They are going to continue to pursue what President Putin's ambition is. Yes, Cecilia, you dumb bitch. So no, no one's happy. No one's <laughs> yeah. clicking their fucking heels up. Yep, skip to my loo. We're fucking doing a great job. Like, why and are you asking her that? It's the. It is. It is. Um, and also, particularly for these people who have now been around Biden for the last—not even the last year—you know that he's been, for the last thirty-six years. Right. Exactly. You, you know the guy. Whatever. In in even if it was just in Obama for eight years and then now it's just like you know the guy is nothing but heart you know he's fucking bleeding heart you know that he cares about kids and he'll fucking put his head to a head and right. touch the face and be like don't worry bud I stutter too and this cry is, this and is a war now and his son set, was in, right. in the military and he died must, he is you know that he is torn fucking up with especially when it comes to the pregnant to the yeah, ladies and, and, and don't the kids. ask Jen Psaki who just had a baby two days ago and test <laughs> two kids about the fucking just, children I mean come on that is just so dumb so now here comes another stupid asshole <laughs> asking the same question again in a game we like to call Dun, 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 dun. Thirst bucket reporter clout chasing a headline gets ratioed by Jen Psaki's quiet but deadly sarcasm. Um, there's conversations up on Capitol Hill about uh, bipartisan conversations about legislation that could ban the import of Russian oil into the United States. If a bill like that came to the president's desk, would he sign it? Well, no, the president has not made a decision at this point in time. So that's where we stand. That's taking unilateral action as... Is a bill on its way over here that's passed Congress? I don't think so. Oh, we got to hear it again. Is a bill on its way over here that's passed Congress? I don't think so. They love to play... Oh, they love... What if? Mm -hmm. What if, what if, what if, what if? And she's like, we're not fucking doing what ifs. And she's Idiots. like, oh, you want to... He, he's trying to back her into her corner like, oh. you just said you wouldn't do unilateral action, but now isn't that unilateral action? And she's like... Is there a bill on its way? I don't think so. <laughs> so we haven't done it. Does well, it look like it? No. Does it look like it? No, I don't think so. And she's smirking and smiling at him. She's like, 
I've been done knowing you since I was the Pentagon fucking speaker. Since I was the press person for the Pentagon. I seen your ass over there. I'm not playing your games. Suck my dick. No, the president has not made a decision at this point in time. So that's where we stand. That's di- taking unilateral action as... There's a bill on its way over here that's passed Congress. There's a bill on its way over But the president is, uh, has not yet made a decision. And then she I starts backing up. We're trying to give for you a little bit She's of the She's like, okay, I'll be serious. I won't treat you like the dipshit you are. allies and partners. Okay. Okay, no, no, no. We're not going to hear Let me also explain. Hey, everyone. Let me just explain something before we start the press conference today. For those of you who have never seen television, movies, film, radio, or read a book, or even know anything about history, Wartime um, is just cray, right? <laughs> it's cray. Am I right, ladies? Am I right, ladies? Isn't it cuckoo how um, we have to make decisions in a way that is different than any other type of way you make decisions? Like, imagine the Holocaust, like Sophie's Choice. Imagine making a Sophie's Choice every single minute that we are alive. How are we going to... All our, our own country survive? How are we our own country? What are we going to do for our own people and serve our interests while also serving the interests of the world, basically? We are in an impossible situation, and in an impossible situation, you have to make impossible choices and decisions. But you wouldn't know that because all you care about are your stupid fucking headlines. Now, is there a bill coming to the desk? I don't think so. And just in case we didn't get enough versions of the question about Venezuela, Iran, and Saudi Arabia, here's America's biggest lamestream news media <laughs> bug nut extraordinaire, Peter Alexander, oh. talking just to hear his own <laughs> fucking voice. And just in case you guys can't tell, we don't like Peter Alexander more than we don't like Peter Dushi, and that's yeah. real, real hard to do. Given the conversation we've had earlier about Iran, Venezuela, and Saudi Arabia, the president, as a candidate, said in November of 2019 of Saudi Arabia, he said we would make them, quote, pay the price and make them, in fact, the pariah that they are. There's very little social redeeming value in the present government in Saudi Arabia. Does President Biden still stand by those words about the government of Saudi Arabia? He does. He's never stood uh, away from them, Peter. But it's also true that there is a war in Yemen, that there are security issues in the Middle East. Thank you. Uh, that uh, there are a range of steps we need to engage with all sorts of countries around the world on that are in because it's in our U.S. national security interests and in our interests. But thank you, Peter, for making sure you got that question in yet again for the 27th time during this one, actually not even one, 40 minute press briefing. I'm glad we heard a version of that question 16 times. Thank you, Jed. I have just one thing I want to ask you. Uh, I was playing football the other day with my, with my buds, and we were just realizing that uh, Joe Biden said in 2018 that he didn't like the government of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Do you think that Joe Biden still believes the same way that he felt in 2018 when he was mad at Saudi Arabia because they killed fucking Khashoggi or whatever, whatever they, because they're awful. But um, even though they've tried to make changes and they're trying to be more westernized and whatever. But is anyone ever allowed to change ever, Jed? Is anyone ever allowed to ev- evolve in any way, in any time in the world of the history of evolution? I mean, imagine time? in Sophie's Choice if they were like, but Meryl Streep. In, in That's why ni- she killed in herself 19, in the movie. Yeah, in 1981, didn't you say you'd never choose between your kids? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I had to. I had to. Doesn't matter what I fucking said. Exactly. So before we move on to the shit show that is Wednesday, it's press briefing, <laughs> I wanted to play this clip, which I thought uh, was the only informative part of Tuesday's press briefing. Oh, okay. 
Just think of all the relevant information we could get if only the White House correspondents actually cared about informing the public. It's just a it's a strange thought that at one point in time. Like, I guess in the days of Edward R. Murrow, if you will, I was a journalism major, useless (laughs) as it is. Um, uh, There was a point where journalists did inform people um, that's gone now. Uh, like many like many old things but um since that trend and that tradition is gone i wish they would just do away with reporters quite frankly because i don't know what we're doing here but spinning our wheels but i thought this was interesting okay Um, on businesses is there any concern in the white house with all these western companies that are suspending operations with russia that that just ends up deepening ties between russia and china that this is really forcing russia and its connections deeper into China? Well, as you know, we've seen that for some time, right? Long before Russia invaded Ukraine, them moving a little bit closer together or closer together. What is true on the economic front, though, is that the G7 alone, and that is not the totality of the unity as it relates to these sanctions, accounts for about 50 percent of global GDP, while Russia and and China, sorry, uh, account for only 15 percent. So they can't backfill the impact of these sanctions um, from China. It's just not not possible. Now, we've also seen China abide by uh, the sanctions that have been put in place. Uh, they obviously abstained also from the UN uh, Security Council vote um, and have made some comments about the sovereignty and territorial integrity of Ukraine. If they don't abide by the sanctions, we always have, you know, we clearly have means to take steps, but that's what we've seen to date. So I thought that was interesting that one that they've like kind of like half assed abided by the sanctions, China. But secondly, just that, you know, everybody, China, 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 China. And she said that that together, China and Russia only make up 15 percent of the GDP. Which is pretty interesting. So you can't backfill the shit. So go for it. Aren't you the coat check girl? Well, check it, bitch. <laughs> Okay, so this brings us to Wednesday's press briefing, which started out a little spicy with Hot Saki delivering some piping hot tea. Mm. So it's good to have some tea before you have the sake. Or, so- or tea after sake. Mm-hmm. Or sake and tea. Mm. I heard there was a little kerfluffle in here after the briefing oh, the other day. Oh, oh, oh. I just want to say uh, that what we're going to do today is we're going to try to start with the third and fourth row and fifth and sixth row, get more people's questions answered. Uh, we are always happy to answer questions from here. I could go on for hours. Just sit in your seats. Uh, but we also know you all have a lot on your plates. So what we try to do, for everybody's knowledge, is balance between all the things reporters and all of you have focused on and trying to be informative in this briefing room. But we also are here uh, as people have follow-up questions. So with that, Josh, let me have you start. Okay. So I don't know why Josh always needs to kick things off. But anyway, apparently we weren't the only ones annoyed with the lamestream news reporters after Tuesday's shit show, Mm Mamow. I had to do some digging to find out what happened because they muted all the fucking videos on YouTube. But According to the Washington Post, all the back row Sally's got all <laughs> pissed at the legacy network reporters in the first three rows because they hog all the fucking airtime and repeat the same fucking questions over and over and over and over and over and over and leave the back row with their asses hanging out when Jen Psaki abruptly calls it and leaves the briefing room every time. 
So when the rumored quote unquote kerfuffle <laughs> made it to Jen Psaki's desk, she clearly felt bad and said she would start with the back row and try mixing it up. But don't worry. Don't worry. It only lasts this one day. By Thursday, she's back to starting with the douche tools in the first three rows. <laughs> but lucky for us, she started with the back row Sally's on Wednesday, because if not, we might have missed this wonderful, productive inquiry from self-hating jizz queen Stephen Nelson. If you don't know who Stephen Nelson is, good. He's a rotted reporter from the irrelevant New York Post who tries very hard to come for Biden about Florida's ridiculous don't say gay bill. And Jen Psaki smushes him like the mushy bowl of Costco soft serve that he is. <laughs> Regarding the Florida bill um, in 1994, when many of us in this room were in school, uh, President Biden actually voted for a much broader restriction uh, that banned federal funds from being used for, quote, the promotion of homosexuality as a positive lifestyle alternative. Why did he do that? And can you describe how his thinking has evolved over the years? Well, I think that you have seen the president speak passionately about his view that a bill like this, uh, a bill that would uh, discriminate against families, against kids, um, put these kids in a position of not getting the support they need um, at a time where that's exactly what they need. is discriminatory. It's uh, a form of bullying. Um, it is horrific. I mean, the president has spoken to that. In terms of his views and comments from 25 years ago, I think the most important question now is why are Florida leaders deciding they need to s discriminate against kids who are members of the LGBTQI community? What prompts them to do that? Is it meanness? Is it wanting to make kids have more difficult times in school, in their communities? I would pose that question to them, and we can talk about it more tomorrow if you get an answer. Was there a reason you supported the same policy, though, in, in the 90s when we were all in school? When I think we were what's important to note here is how outspoken the president has been against discrimination, against uh, kids, against members of the LGBTQI plus community. And what we're looking at here is a bill that would propagate misinformed, hateful policies and impact children. So that's the question I hope maybe you can pose that uh, to some of the leaders in Florida. Maybe they'll return your phone calls and I'll look forward to having that conversation with you. <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> so I don't know what he's referring to in the 90s when we were all in school, but like he's probably referring to every single politician who had to back some sort of, you know, don't tell, don't, don't, don't ask, don't, don't tell. ask, don't tell or say no on same sex marriage or I'm not that I, you know, just having to then they all did it. Obama, Biden, Hillary Clinton, every single Clinton. Democrat, except yeah. for Bernie Sanders. I will give him that. However, every single one Bill Clinton made don't ask, don't tell. He created it. He literally created it. So, for this guy to say that, does Joe Biden still uh, support a bill called Don't Say Gay that they're doing in Florida, which you can't even say that you're gay. It is so discriminatory. It is so repulsive and disgusting. And he's talking about something from 30 years that ago. That isn't anything like this bill. Like he's, someone, first of all, he's lying. It's like so. someone in 1980 Ugh. going, um... In 1950, exactly. you said that you would never drink from a from a um, a carbonated soda uh, right. machine that was in a McDonald's. It's like what? <laughs> I didn't even know from a fucking carbonated soda machine in right. 1950. Right. I didn't even fucking have a microwave. 
Like, just the, the this bringing up of 30 years ago, or even three years ago, Peter Alexander from 2018. Like, people change. It's clear they change. And for Joe, and in Joe Biden's uh, case, in his administration, with the Equality Act, with every single piece of legislation that they're doing, he has more than acted, not just spoken, but acted. He has taken his fucking walk. He has done his fucking talk. And he has put a pen and, and he has enacted it. So... He has everyone. He's evolved and he's evolved more than and anyone. The thing you always say is that no one is allowed God, to evolve. They're not. And, and you don't wake up. You know, you can't wake up until somebody wakes you up and you can't wake up until you wake up. And it's exactly. all of the things. And it's just fucking pathetic and annoying. And by the way, also, this guy had to look up. He has a website, of course, because he's a thirst bucket of the fucking entire ages. The biggest picture on his thing is him sitting across the desk from Trump. Okay, well, that horrible closeted religious piece of shit, Stephen Nelson, was a welcome <laughs> diversion from the other boring thirst spondents and their repetitive <laughs> question. Here's a smug loser uh. twit being the first of many to beat the dead horse of the day. Mm. Why the U.S. won't send planes to the Ukraine. I mean, if oh, I ever whole, hear about chestnut. planes in the Ukraine mm -hmm. again, it will mm -hmm. be too motherfucking mm -hmm. soon. Mm -hmm. Mentioned the logistical challenges about flying planes yeah. to Ukraine through contested um, airspace. Why can't the United States put those planes on trains or automobiles? Um, why don't they put put them up your mother's ass? <laughs> why can't they just tie a plane to the top of a car and like just strap it on? You know what I mean? Yeah, and in your mom's puss yeah. or whatever. Or maybe your dad, dad's are dictated. we really believe that when we're sending uh, or preparing to send billions in aid uh, that you know. This is the logistical bottleneck that is stopping us from getting the most. This is the logistical bottleneck. Are we really to believe, this is what he actually says, are we really to believe that when we're preparing to send billions in aid, that this is the logistical bottleneck stopping us from getting them these planes? Yeah. <laughs> You're actually supposed to believe that. That's actually what's happening. What's so hard about believing that we're not going to send planes in on the main highway Can't on top Amazon of someone's fucking Volkswagen. Can't Amazon do it? Can't Amazon put planes um, like in a box and send? And you know what? Even if they could fly every fucking plane and land it in some mythical um, airfield that has enough space, we don't want to be in a war right now. That is the, I don't know why you're, what, and the question's what your been problem answered. is. The question's been answered. Five million times. Million. And she's going to be like, answer it again. Well, it is a serious logistical bottleneck, right? Obviously, there's there's obvious concerns that the Department of Defense has spoken to about flying. The Department of Defense. <laughs> Where did you just come from? The Cracker Jack factory, you dick fuck. You are a loser piece of shit twit. Mm -hmm. And there are. The Department of Defense, they, they, they hold press conferences every day from the Pentagon. And this motherfucker is going to ask this ginger, this I hot cup of ginger. I just came from the Secretary of Defense and they said there was a hot bottleneck that was keeping the planes from going to Ukraine. I don't understand. Are you, are we to believe, are we to believe that we can't get like all these like planes like over there? Like... I'm sorry. That just can't be true. <laughs> exactly. I don't understand. Like, go log on to 8chan <sighs> and suck a dick virtually. That's what Planes you want to do. from U.S. air bases, right, uh, that they spoke to yesterday. Uh, these planes, uh, 
you carting them down the street I think is not as easy as you may think it is um, planes if they have to be taken apart and put back together you have that. to have people who are able to put those planes back together mm. uh, you have to ensure that there's uh, they can be safely moved uh, through the course of a contested uh, country or not because the streets just aren't open um, uh, Perry and yeah. um, do you know how to put planes back together? Does your daddy know? Does your mommy know? Are you telling me that there aren't <laughs> enough people who can't put planes back together after they've been taken apart by other people who know how to do that? Also, I've seen the pictures of Ukraine. There's 17 miles of street that has filled with tanks and trucks of Russians. Can't we just land the planes on top of those? He was seconds from saying, are we to believe this is the hill we're going to die on? He, he was seconds away from saying it like, Go back to Twitter and get out of our face because you're a twin. country where there uh, is a war going on uh, with the uh, with the Russians, uh, you, you know, who implemented that war. So there are a range of logistical operational challenges. Those are important conversations to happen between military experts and our Defense Department uh, leaders and officials, Secretary Austin, Chairman Milley That's and right. their counterparts. People who know what they're talking about, Dick. And here's yet another. Another useless jizz jockey following up on the plane question. Your question's been answered, sir. No matter how many ways you ask it, madam, the answer <laughs> is still the same. Okay? The answer is still the same. <sighs> Thank you. Um, one, if I could follow up on the earlier questions about the, the jet fighter. Is this uh. a difference of kind or a difference of oh. degree? I oh. mean, is the objection that it's a... It's an airplane, or because we're, as you point out, we're sending. Is them the difference that it's an that airplane, or is it it's a frog, or is it a car, or is it a razor, or is it a bicycle, or is it shoes? Things that shoot down airplanes. So I mean, if it can be done without. Oh uh, my! Oh, oh my I don't god! Know, I mean, they would know where she's they. She's standing. Oh. They're 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 showing a wide shot. Oh my god. She's standing oh at the podium with her hands just lightly holding each side of the podium <laughs> and i feel like she's it, it's same energy as in never-ending story when those things slowly turn to the side or they don't turn to the side sorry when those big stone things open their eyes and oh, they the shoot oracles. fucking lasers the oracles She's looks like one of those oracles and she wants and if she could she would shoot lasers out of her fucking <laughs> eyes and he'd be dead and honestly like are you telling me <laughs> am I to believe the Jen Saki can shoot lasers out of her eyes I don't, know, I don't even see just any plausible deniability or anything like that what, what is the hang up exactly what okay I'm sorry <sighs> Wow. This is this is when the hostility and the hostility's been out. Everyone's like, okay, we've had enough. What is the hang up exactly? You sir need an, a, someone to slowly approach you, and it needs to be Jen. She needs to take off her glove and slap you across the face with it. That's the hang up. Your mom is the hang up. <laughs> I think it's pretty clear it doesn't require a military expert to understand why having planes fly, fly from a U.S. airbase into a contested. Uh, part of the, a country where there is a war is not in our interests and not in NATO interests. So there are... Apparently it does take a military expert because nobody in the room seems to get it through their heads. It's a room of twits. It's, it has... To, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I... Honestly, I, I, I think of myself as a subpar of subpar 
skill and intelligence in general. You know what I mean? Which but isn't then, true, but I understand. You would probably put foil in the microwave. Or chew it. <laughs> and, yeah, more likely that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay. Um, but in this room of people, I honestly feel like I don't understand why, but I do feel that I... I how Look am it. I grasping... How am I understanding something that they don't understand? It's as if they've all been lobotomized. ...and operational challenges to consider and discuss. Uh, it isn't that easy to move military planes uh, around. Maybe not as easy as some of you may suspect it same, is. Same um, question, same and answer. And those are conversations, again, that are happening between military experts. And I would point you to the Department um, of Defense for the status. Unbelievable. The second American... <laughs> bodies go into Ukraine <laughs> we will be in a fucking war do you understand is that what you want and then uh, I can't I can't and even, I, can't even are, I can't even your 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 twin twit already asked the exact question are we to believe and then he needed to say what exactly is the hang-up and she repeated the exact same thing and then pointed him too to the Department of Defense it's like why are you wasting our valuable time. Now, a press briefing would not be complete, Memo, yes. without the harassing of Jen Psaki by the Crunchwrap captain of Fox News himself, <laughs> Peter Dushi. Here he is asking the same exact fucking question he asked from the day before, but this time adding a pithy hashtag for maximum patheticness. Mm. Fox News just never, never stops trying it. And you know what? It's I, I, I welcome, again, I welcome Peter Dushi to get away from these Newsmax losers in the back row. <laughs> Go ahead. Thank you. Why did you guys decide to rebrand the rising gas prices as the hashtag Putin price hike? Uh-huh. I mean, if you want to use that on Fox, oh. I welcome that. But oh, uh, I think it'll get a lot of airtime because we have well, you just made it up, you dick fuck piece of shit. I just have to say, I don't appreciate his use of the fr of the phrase you guys he uses it too much it's like hey guys welcome to my channel it's unprofessional it just bothers oh, Fox me Fox News loves doing that it's like when to care you know will say like Kamala or Fox News is the kings of being unprofessional not giving respect not being yeah. courteous not being classy having no civility being disgusting monster animals well I just need you to hear it again because it's it makes my skin crawl and Go ahead. Thank you. Why did you guys decide to rebrand the rising gas prices as the hashtag Putin price hike? I mean, if you want to use that on Fox, I welcome that. But oh, I think it'll get a lot of airtime because we have heard well, that's why you're saying that months. The gas prices exactly. were rising because of the supply chain and because of it was post pandemic demand. That's correct. If you guys knew for months that this was going to be the hashtag Putin price hike. Why oh, are we just hearing that now? Well, Peter, Why if we, we go back here? to six months ago, I don't think anybody well, was Peter, predicting we would be I'm exactly putting my Louboutins on to come smash your balls. In Ukraine. As you know that events in the world, including the invasion by Russia of a foreign country, does uh, prompt uh, instability and volatility in the global oil markets. And there are all sorts of different issues that can impact that. That's what we're seeing now. Outside economists and analysts have conveyed and said publicly that Russia's invasion 
exactly what she answered the day before. President Putin's decision to do that very early this year led to a lot of the instability and volatility in the oil markets. You don't have to take my word for it. So therefore, if President Putin's buildup of military troops is leading to volatility and an increase in oil and prices, hence you have a Putin pump gas price pump. Okay. Uh, you, and the, you and the president. Hashtag. Talk, thank you. you, and the president you spit that out. You and the president are both They're talking having about their, producing their energy. Tete -tete here, oil and gas their companies dance of seduction. permits to drill now. They could be drilling right now. Would President Biden cut red Same tape? Same thing you asked yesterday, Peter. Possible? What red tape needs to be yeah, cut when no they have tape. the permits? Uh, they have the capacity to do it. What's Why don't we cut your pubes, Peter, and your dad's, <laughs> too? These 9,000 leases that are available have oil or gas in them because industry experts are saying that uh, that accusation is, is a complete red herring. Some permits are viable and some are not. But when you say that, this represents... Why does it matter? It's not our job to decide if your fucking shitty land has oil in it. If you have the permit, drill. If you don't have any oil, then go suck your own dick. We don't care. Sorry, you're lost. It's not, there's never going to be a, he, he, she could have said like, there's 500 oil permits and the oil reserve is huge and, and, um, we're just waiting for the oil to come. Well, we heard that that isn't true and that you better, and now those barrels are filled with fish and I don't know how, fi I don't know about you, but hashtag fish ain't going to go make my truck go. Right. I mean, there's nothing, there's literally nothing they, this administration can do and not even for for Democrats or for liberals. It's true. Like, there's nothing that you can do, and there's not even any rationality to be had. I don't know what's happened to everyone. I honestly don't. I truly don't understand what has fucking happened to humanity. That's why we haven't done Hot Talky for Lunch yet and Do You 22, because it's enraging. And you know what? Hashtag go to bed, douchey. <laughs>
after this war is over, of course. Okay? It goes like this. Basically, we sit, we watch the atrocities of Putin. The world stands... Maybe it's douched in. No. Mm. I'll keep thinking. Okay. The world stands in solidarity with Ukraine, but it's too scared to make physical moves due to Putin's insanity and unpredictability when it comes to nuclear weapons and fucking pathogens and biogens <laughs> and whatever. And there's so many things and them and China and... It's so complicated. You know, there's a million backdoor things going on. Backdoor things going on. Backdoor things. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. We know that that's going on. So everyone is talking about like, get the soldiers in, get the soldiers in. Blah, blah, blah. Cool. 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 Let's start World War Three since you're so ready to do it. No. Megan McCain. Exactly. Well, we here have decided that we're going to go with the nuance and we're going to go with the slow. Okay. Even though we do stand in solidarity, we're going to eat the gas. We're going to pay the big prices because that's what we can do. I was bummed. I ended up having to pay in the $5 range full $5.59 or something. Oh, right. But yeah. I know you wanted $7. I wanted $7 yeah. and I wanted to take a picture in front of the sign. I wanted you to be there having a mental <laughs> breakdown in the car next to me. It was a whole thing I had out my head. Now $7 is it's already not it's gone now. Well, it might be coming back, but yeah, it might, it might not get back up to seven, but we are going to stay in the sixes for a while. And I do have to say for the first time, at least for me, even though I'm obsessed with finding like where the lowest gas station. Yeah, because I was like, I was like, oh man, we were on the phone. I was like, shit, this is only 559 and I wanted you to be with me. And you're like, where is it? Where? What's the address? I know. What gas station is it? Yeah. And I, I was like, Chevron Obs. I only do branded <laughs> gas, bitch. Ugh, I love an off-brand. I love oh, unlimited love. gas. I love G&M. There's so many. That I one love. with the dinosaur you love. Sinclair. I love, <laughs> I love, love, love. Okay. Now, I do have to say, as a truck driver. Yeah, <laughs> um, you sure are. <laughs> yeah, uh, the gas prices are high. But for the first time in my personal life, I stand at that fucking gas pump like I'm a goddamn hero and I feel great about it. Virtue signaling Spend. at the gas pump. Am oh. I right, ladies? Oh, am I hey, right? Where are you from? Oh, you like my truck, sir? Good. <laughs> mm -hmm. What are you driving? A Prius? That's not helping Ukraine. So I feel great. I feel good. good about it. And so should anyone who's paying for gas and not complaining. You should feel like a hero. Feel great because we want to tell Putin to shove it up a stupid tiny dick hole. Now, other than being able to fight, which we're not going to do, at least not yet. We have been watching the news and the Ukrainian people are very inspiring. I mean, they are talk about not they are just not going to take it they're just not going to fucking take it they're going to fight and they're not going to fucking take it i found this video besides the videos of the horror and the mothers and the children and the running and the crying and just the it's torture and it's hideous and all we want to do is put a bullet into putin's head and say good night wig get the fuck out of this planet we hate your guts hyperbole 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 that's right but since we're not going to do that um, because we are a civilized That's right. nation. And we don't and want Biden to be killed ourselves here at the podcast, <laughs> here in your house. And Joe Biden is classy, and the Biden administration is going slow and is really trying very hard not to get into a world war, which is why we don't have troops on the fucking ground, which is why Jen Psaki told Peter Ducey to shove it up his tiny dick hole as well. So with that said, I know fighting is bad. I know all of that. I do. But I found this video of these two soldiers. Mm -hmm. And I got lightweight turned on because of 
their resolve because okay. of their resolve. So I'm going to play it now. They're speaking Ukrainian. So there's subtitles. So I'm going to play it and I'm going to read to you what they're saying. Okay. Okay. And this is this is our moment right here. This should be interesting. Here's the video. It's two soldiers just standing, talking like they're standing in front of a tank. So they're standing in front of a tank dressed in fatigues and yes. they're just addressing. They're basically doing like a TikTok for soldiers. They're doing a TikTok for soldiers okay. and they're addressing the Ru addressing the Russian troops. OK. And here is what they say. I'll just let you hear their their voices. Then I'll then I'll take the volume down and I'll just read this to you. OK. So he talks the whole time. Sound like he said Ruski. I'm not going to lie there. <laughs> I think he, he did. Because okay. he's saying to the Russians. He's saying, my message is dedicated to all Russian troops. That... Is, is Ruski? Is Russian Ruski in a Ukrainian? <laughs> I don't know. Because that's important for us to know. <laughs> <laughs> Ruski? Russian troops that aren't burning bodies yet. Mm. I want you to use your head, little soldiers. Uh-oh. <laughs> and think where you are headed to Kiev that has millions of people where you will be shot at every fucking window. You were freezing your asses off in your shitty fucking Rostov, which is like they're. I'm starting they're... to think Russian isn't Ruski in Ukrainian. They're just calling them Ruskies. <laughs> bro, bro, or like is... little. They're, yeah, they're... just like little bitch. Yeah. <clears throat> you were freezing your asses off in your shitty fucking Rostov, which I believe is their is like one of those um, trucks that they were in. Oh, OK. For an entire month, or maybe it was their barrack or whatever. Oh, it's like a barrack. Ugh. And there's a picture of it, and it's hideous. To just come here and die in Kiev or Kiev. I'll tell you this. You haven't even started dying yet. Ooh. You thought that Ukrainian are cuckolds that will meet you with flowers. Now, cuckold, as we know from porn, cuckold is always the husband who has to watch the wife get fucked by the boyfriend or whatever, or however they do it. Either way, they're they're someone's bitch. Someone's bitch. Yeah. And now we know cuckolds. I, I don't know. Is it a Ukrainian word? No. Either way. Uh-uh. Oh. Well. It's a universal word. Well, and now they're using, I mean, they're even using it like that. And I just thought, ooh, they're basically like, we're going to fuck you in front of your stupid mother. You know what I mean? Or they thought, they said you thought we were going to be the bitch, but right, you're right. going to be the bitch. Right. <sighs> After you froze your ass off in your shitty fucking exactly. barrack. Exactly. We greet you with javelins. Hmm. You thought our president a comedian and a clown. Then suddenly he's an iron jocker that rapes you with drones. Woo! Damn! <laughs> and you know for a fact that this isn't a fucking lie because you saw it with your own eyes. <sighs> and they show pictures. You're all young boys. I know that very well. None of you want to die here. You're running low on ammunition and fuel. You have no idea where you're going. You have no terrain knowledge. We grew up here. Oh, oh my gosh. They are these are our lands, but I want to warn you. You haven't even started dying yet. Because when you reach Kiev, you will be fucked by absolutely everyone here. They're going to be standing in a long line of hard dicks ready to fuck <laughs> the whole Russian army like let's go guys. I hope so. Every Ukrainian has weapons, Molotov cocktails. Every airport here is packed with javelins and stingers. I'd and love they show a cocktail. Pictures. I know, me too. To absolutely fucking molest you. And Ooh. they use the word molest. Hot. Johnny, if he's <gasps> listening when he's off on his tour with Dita Von Teese, is popping a boner right now. I, this it, is it, like porn. It, it is beyond. Okay? <laughs> to uh, For bombing our streets, for gunning our women and kids down. We're going to absolutely fucking molest you. Yes. <laughs> 
We're going to molest you. You're done for. Your infamous Cadriovite general that even you were afraid of. Think him elite. And then they go, think him elite, whatever. And they show a picture of this disgusting guy. Was killed like an animal in Gostamel yesterday, together with all his Cadriovite mongrels. Oh, so surrender, right. kiddos. Oh, they just keep on oh, insulting them. Insulting. We will, we will feed you, give you water. No one will harass you. No one will molest you. No one. No. <laughs> unlike, unlike you, we don't gun down non-armed people. We are a kind people. We are very friendly. We're all models, almost. We, we, seriously. We have warm tea, clothes, electricity, and hot water is working just fine. And you will go home to your moms, to your relatives. Otherwise, you will all die for nothing here in Ukraine. Slava, you can then, it's like, glory to her heroes, glory to Ukraine. Then they go and they show these pictures of, like, just horribleness. Slow clap for the sexy soldiers. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I mean... Vladimir Putin, as we've said before, is a more violent, smarter, crazier, more powerful Trump. He is the dictator that apparently the Republicans get a hard on for and then pretend they don't like Russia and communism and they love their liberty and freedom and Second Amendment and forcing women to have abortions and killing trans kids and getting arresting their parents. Whatever. Regardless, we should all learn from the Ukrainian people, from these two guys particularly. Resolve, grit, determination, fierceness loyalty and heart 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 all day every day uh, let me end by saying this if you're in the republican party still i'm really sorry i'm talking to you you should be looking at the russian soldiers and looking in the mirror ask yourself the way most of them are asking themselves how the hell did we get here what are we doing because at the end of the day it's down like this if you're republican you're russian and if you're democrat you're the ukrainians so there's that So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all so much. And we are so grateful for all 14 of you, especially now. Please consider joining our Patreon podcast if you haven't yet. It's $1 for one podcast a week and $2 for two podcasts a week. They're both an hour. And lately they've been a hot fucking mess because we're sober and stressed the fuck out. But hey, there's no politics, no ads, no structure, uh, no stress for you. <laughs> and best of all, no pressure to join the Patreon. If nothing else, you'll be distracted from your own life thinking how annoying and insufferable and tone deaf we are. Now, if you want to see what it's like before you sign up, there's a link to a free episode in the description of this week's podcast. Or you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com, and there's a button on every page that says click to listen to a free episode of our Patreon podcast. If our FOMO plan works and you decide to join, it's super easy to import our Patreon podcast into whatever app you use for podcasts. You don't have to listen on patreon.com or even download the Patreon app if you don't want to. But if you do, there's a whole family there for you to get to know. And if not, at least leave us a review on iTunes. We like to pretend we have more than 14 listeners when our frenemies lurk in our timeline. <laughs> and as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And hot sake. Hot sake for lunch. The only sake we've had this month. The only. Let's have sake next month. How'd you do, I? See, you've met mine. 
faithful hand in hand. He's just a little brought down because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Let me show you around and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> but not the symptom. <laughs> <laughs>